everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah, recording from Boston. Yeah. And this is the podcast where we tell each other the story of every person we've ever slept with, starting with number one. And today, we're not talking about any numbers, um, because we haven't talked to each other in a while, so we decided, let's let's uh, have a catch-up and record. <laughs> and also, we wanted to spend a little bit of time uh, just, I guess, debriefing on some of the craziness that you guys have just listened to with numbers 1 through 13. Very pivotal numbers. Very some pivotal. <laughs> some of them more pivotal than others, but yeah. they all they all played a role. <laughs> they all played a role in the in the shaping of uh, these early twenties women, um, as we are currently in the eyes of the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, living in two times at once. Um, <laughs> yeah, in last episode, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, definitely go back and do so. Um, we'll be touching a little bit on what we talked about. Uh, today and but yeah we basically had the opportunity to interview Dr. Morgan Anderson about her amazing story of living in Guatemala and falling in love with a handsome stranger who ended up being married with kids it is a wild tale and it's a wild tale worth a listen and yeah and you can say more about uh, well, who Morgan is, but oh yeah, Mor- uh, so Morgan is uh, one of my best friends. She's we've been really, really close for about the last ten years. Um, I've like stayed at her house for weeks on end, so many times when I was traveling and bopping around and you know doing <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah, she's uh, she just has so many amazing um, stories and. Even this story just isn't over yet, to be honest. Like the end of last of last episode with her, that's not everything. Like <laughs> I know <laughs> uh, with that with that person with the no, that I know that she told us about. Yeah. So I would love to have her back on and do an epilogue, epilogue, yeah, exactly. epilogue, epilogue. <laughs> and oh yeah, I love it, an epilogue episode. An yeah, epilogue. An epilogue. I don't know why I didn't do that intentionally. <laughs> That's a new portmanteau. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess the, one of the other perks of like being Morgan's friend and, and you know, riding shotgun for some of these crazy moments in her life is also she's a clinical psychologist. So she like has the terminology. She has like the, the language to really talk about these things and dissect them. And now she's like a relationship coach. Um, and so she talked to us about the relationship inventory, which was really interesting. So. Um, would love to yeah. talk more about that because it's it's been an interesting way to think about it's like not exactly what we're doing now, but it like reminds me a lot of this. And she talked about how important it is. So, yeah, definitely. And like we're important, you know, so. Yeah. And we're important. And what we're doing <laughs> is important, too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it just basically just like justified something that we've been doing like. 
<laughs> like yeah. kind of almost like, like selfishly. Oh. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> there's a reason yeah. for this. <laughs> uh, there's gotta be a reason. <laughs> yeah, there's gotta be some kind of reason. Um how are you doing? Oh my gosh. I'm doing I'm doing well, I have to say. I mean, you know, it's it's a funny it's a funny time of transition over here. Um just because I guess my life has changed a lot in the past couple months. I mean, not really. Just just compared to how little it had changed um for, you know, the year prior to that or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, with the pandemic and I lost my job and I didn't work for a long time. Um, and then I, I started working again. Uh, so that's, that's weird. Um, (laughs) but it's, it's going well. Uh, and the person that I lived with my roommate, uh, of the past two years or so also moved, got a new roommate. That's weird. And kind of has made me rethink, some of you know what I want in my living situation a bit Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um yeah you know it's and then just Barcelona's Barcelona alone and along and yeah it's you know it's 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 alone and yeah and I just (laughs) you know I've also been kind of rethinking like what I really want to spend my time on. I think, you know, when you have less time, all of a sudden, you, you know, you just start yeah. thinking about that stuff more. Got to prioritize. So, yeah. How is Barcelona right now? Like, what's the vibe over there now that people are vaccinated? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. If you had asked me just a week ago, I would have given you a totally different answer. But isn't that just the way it goes? But um, yeah. They, so they just, uh, started asking for like the COVID pass to go into like all bars and, and, um, and, and, and I, I mentioned bars first cause that's my concern, but um, <laughs> <laughs> any and all, any and all places all I the time. That's most people's concern in Barcelona. I mean, it- Slight exaggeration, no, no. but but no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I mean, even people who aren't big drinkers, you know, it's a very social place. Like everybody, people spend a lot of time in in bars and cafes. But anyways, uh, so yeah, so that's a bit of a a, a different thing, and um, it does. There's a very high vaccination rate here, but there's like problems with the bureaucracy of just getting your paperwork and stuff has been really mm. hard because a lot of people got vaccinated but never bothered to like download the thing and the system collapsed oh, no. or whatever um and yeah in general it's just like cases are kind of going up all around europe and people are just like Wah, right wah. and there's a new <laughs> there's a new variant there's a new variant and yeah so, <sighs> i know you know it's yeah. just the the never ending story Ugh. kind of feeling. Yeah, I feel I, I feel that. Yeah, that's that sucks. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about yeah. over there? What's <laughs> what's going on? What nice conversation killer? Honestly, just bring up a new variant, and it's a great way to just like get like, get everyone in the conversation. Just go. Ah, yeah. Ah. Exactly. 
exactly. So yeah, that's that's kind of what's what's up over here. What about you? How's how's Boston life? How's it how is it to live somewhere? That's a new it's thing for you. So nice. Yeah. So I've been having so I'm still in grad school as we speak. Um I started grad school, so it's funny, a year ago, um, around this time last year, I was living in Las Vegas, um, temporarily. <laughs> So we had moved there um, with Ryan, my boyfriend, um, had wanted to live there to climb. And I was just like, sure. And he had like this built out van and we drove down there and like did this whole road trip, ended up in Vegas for a bit. And then it turned out that he couldn't really climb. Um, But I was like learning how to climb. So that was fun. But we were both just kind of like, what are we doing in Vegas? You know, it was like, I mean, it's not horrible. Like it's Red Rock is really pretty, but like. Vegas in general is like just super suburban like I don't know weird cookie cutter houses kind of a vibe um yeah and we were both like pretty far from our friends and so we were like what the hell are we doing but Olivia and I were cranking away on the podcast and we were like we had been working on it for a while but we had these episodes recorded using pretty shoddy mics or I guess just the incorrect type of mic and so we were and we were like trying to ep- edit them and then we had like this come to Jesus moment where we were like <laughs> no we have to redo this and then yeah so I feel like and it, I think that was a good decision cuz I just feel like we've Definitely. gotten yeah like we've we've come a long way um but so like uh, I spent all that time working on the podcast. And then I dove, then we moved to Austin. I dove into grad school. Um, my program's a year and a half long, um, with a year long internship. So it was just like, you go from being unemployed and like doing, like working on your passion project every day to like, yeah, <laughs> to like literally like 15 hours a day in front of a computer, like most days. And it was just, a, yeah. it was just a shocker. And, just doing everything online really sucked um, because everything was online for COVID. So, and then the summer was really fun. We like spent some time in New York, um, visited some friends and like every week, you know, people were vaccinated so we could like do things in person again. And then finally moved to Boston, which is where the program is located in September because I have to be in person for my internship. And I was super resistant to the idea. I really did not want to do it because I don't know. It just, it wasn't like Boston wasn't like high on my list of places that I wanted to live at the moment. But, right. oh, my gosh, it has just been amazing because actually being in person with people and like meeting other people in the program who are like going through the same things as you and can like relate to you. Um, it's just like it's priceless. It's amazing. It- yeah, because I remember you were saying, I think this was actually a line from Morgan, but you were saying something, you were describing your experience as feeling like you were at the bottom of a hole alone, <laughs> and that was worrying to me. That was, <laughs> was Morgan, like, yeah, that was Morgan's quote, but it felt really accurate. It felt, yeah. It felt, it just actually, it really, being in Austin really sucked because Ryan had all of his friends there, but I didn't know anybody, and like, it would have been fine if I had had time to like make friends with them. Sure. But I felt like I was just like, whenever we would hang out, I would like, I wouldn't be able to hang out that often. And then whenever we would hang out, I would just be like Ryan's plus one, you know, I just didn't feel like I had like my own community at, at all. Um, yeah. I also spent my twenties like having fun. So I yeah. think that's also been like kind of a, a culture shock too. It's just 
Like you go from like having your nights and weekends and then like and like living close to your friends and then all of a sudden it's a pandemic and you like live far from like a lot of your friends and then yeah. Sorry, I'm just it sounds like I'm complaining right now. But anyway, it's like the whole grad school thing has been a culture shock, but coming to Boston has been really amazing and it's just like awesome. I've I've been having a great semester. So Oh, that's so great. I'm so glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah, it's been awesome. And so Oh, wait, how much longer? So what? So the internship is almost over, and then what? You have another semester. Yeah. So the internship ends um, in three weeks, and then and the semester ends in a couple of weeks, and then my last semester I only have two classes, so I'll have like way oh, more time. Yeah. I know. I know. A um, lot of stuff up in the air. I might have a, like a a gig. Maybe right. I won't be as like maybe maybe it won't be as relaxed as I think. Basically. <laughs> I mean, I know you, and you don't relax, like, that much. So no. you you have fun, but you're active. I mean, you're an Aries. Like, what I are we going to do? What, yeah, what are we, what are we seriously going to do? I, I, I am really excited to get to the point where we can, like, actually do more with the podcast, though. Because I feel yes, like we've been... Yes, yes, me too. We've been limping along. I just, yeah, it's it's weird because I think that I also just, I can relate because I went from having just basically my job was like I worked part-time on this podcast and part-time on my novel and then now I just it's not even the time exactly I mean um obviously you work full-time and you you have a lot less time but it's also just that I I don't have the same you know I'm just tired yeah you know even when I'm not doing stuff I'm just tired you know yeah yeah, I don't know. It's funny, totally but that. I'm I'm excited to have you at the helm if if you're up for it or like whatever whatever ends up happening with with all that. But I think it would be great to have some fresh fresh ideas, some fresh, fresh you know ideas. Yeah. But looking back at our year um, since we started redoing episodes, <laughs> we've because like really we've been working on this for what what did you say like a little over two years, like. Yeah. Trying to perfect it. If we count it from the first, I mean, because we, as we've said before, we did 16 recordings. Yeah. A lot of before like. Before we did anything. We did anything that came out. So. <laughs> we took a lot of like little breaks too. We like did those 16 recordings and then we like didn't do anything yeah. for like five months. And then. But I That's am true. really proud of us for, I mean, sorry, not to sound, not to sound, uh too conceited but no, I'm just kidding I'm Did proud it. of us for um for just like how far we've come in the last year um and we've gotten it to the point where it's like we kind of have our groove of definitely at least our recording groove our social media groove and we're like we can we have a, a, a solid foundation to build off of yep 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 and that you know that's uh that doesn't just happen you know so that's yeah, as cool. we learned that's cool. as we learned yeah as we learned yep yep yep, yep. <laughs> no it's it's great and i think i i'm just i'm proud of the of the work that we're doing and i think you know if nothing else um we're healing ourselves so <laughs> yes indeed 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 yeah i mean it, i feel like we when we first kind of started doing this and I feel like it might even be fun to kind of go back to the moment where we realized that, like, this would be a fun thing to do. 
I think there were so many reasons why we were interested in it, partly because we love both love stories so much. But I, I really do feel like actually after telling all these stories, like it has felt extremely cathartic to own those experiences. Um, yeah. No, I just I think that also I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to expect it. But it's kind of like as I think this is what we were saying with um, what Morgan was talking about, where she has her clients do. I think she calls it a relationship inventory where they go through. I think for in her case, it's the major relationships. People, you know, uh, tell yeah. the stories of their major relationships and they kind of go through that together, I imagine. Um and just telling these stories, but that that is kind of one of the first things that she she does with uh, people. She works mostly with women who I believe who are trying to have better, healthier, um, romantic mm-hmm. relationships for the most part. But um, yeah, and as she was saying that, it was just kind of thinking about how you know, I mean, I don't know if I can draw this correlation, but I, I happen to be in the first healthy relationship of my life. I think like, oh, no, really? not the first one. Number one was also a very healthy relationship. But I feel like from number like two <laughs> until like pretty recently, yeah, I, I do feel like I... I, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough out there. And, you know, it was also my twenties and, and it's fine. And and things can be, you know, everyone is on this journey, whether they do a podcast about it or not. But I think that, yeah, we, we really were looking at so many, um, we've looked at so many patterns, uh, even just in those first 16 relationships that we've talked about. Um, and then, you know, we've re-recorded. Now we've talked about some of them. You know, we've talked about 13 of them twice, if not three or four times in some cases. And there was, like, problems with the recording or whatever. But so, <laughs> and, like, I would say I would, <laughs> I would say that some of those, you know, all of my, quote-unquote, bad patterns, you you see in those first, you know, yeah. dozen or so mm-hmm. Uh hookups and and relationships I mean they are just things that uh keep repeating and have been with me for a long time and are probably just how I came into the world you know and Morgan is also talking a lot about attachment theory and um why uh different people are act different differently in relationships and so anyways I think I think it helped me a lot to just kind of confront my shit like mm-hmm. you know um yeah there's something I think there's really something about it to uh or there like one piece of the puzzle is having someone just like listen and like really be like on your side but also like you know I I feel like it's um it's like you're always on my side but you're willing to laugh at me along with me too like you know it's like so yeah. it's not just like it's not just like blatant like you know you're on my side no matter what um but it's like you're with me through the experience of telling like some of the harder like moments in my life and yeah. i was thinking back to um the first time so like we were on a writers this was when i was living with you in barcelona 3 years ago right or 4 years ago <laughs> two years ago 
Two and a half years ago. Oh, two and a half years ago. Oh, yeah. We just said that. Okay, yeah. Sorry. I was like, it feels like a long time ago because it was before the pandemic. I know the pandemic has changed time forever, it but yeah. really has. Um, and we decided to go on this writer's retreat. And um, we, I don't even know how we kind of fell into this. Like, we started talking about the first people that we slept with. And we were like looking at Facebook photos and you know, <laughs> yeah. we were like, where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. And then, but then we started falling to this like sort of natural cadence where like one of us would just tell like the whole story. And I just remember being so like invested in what was happening. <laughs> yeah. We were having so much fun and doing very little writing, I would say. <laughs> doing no writing. Um, but then I also remember like uh, uh, speaking to the cathartic part, like something that was really cathartic for me that I remember we were sitting on the beach and I was telling like the good part of the number five story. And like yeah. you had already actually heard a lot about number five before that randomly because I had come to stay with you in Philly. Right. This was like before we were like our friendship. This is when we had a budding friendship. Like I barely knew mm-hmm. you at that point. Yeah. And, but you're and good I, at finding a couch. I'm good at finding a couch. Well, I didn't like, <laughs> no, I didn't expect. No, <laughs> what was funny was like, I posted, I was like, hey, do I know anyone in Philly? You're like, yeah, you know me. And then you're like, you can come stay at my house. And I was like, okay, cool. And then you're like, oh, you're going to have to sleep in my bed because I don't have a couch. <laughs> oh my and God, I, like, I know. Kept you up so 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 funny so funny yeah I know I was like yeah I mean did we barely know each other and I was like you'll just sleep in my bed what a weirdo we didn't know we didn't barely know we didn't yeah we didn't barely know each other we didn't barely know each other but we hadn't known we didn't know each other like super well I would say like I had spent time with you I had known you in Portland actually truth be told like our friendship was budding in Portland like we would yeah we met up for coffee a couple times and we were both job hunting at the same time parallel journeys parallel journeys yeah parallel journeys anyway I just remember like telling you at that point in time let's keep in mind this was probably four five years ago that I was still in love with number five yeah so and then yeah yeah, fast forward to like two years ago I was like telling the story of number five and you were just like listening and that just felt extremely cathartic like it just yeah. Yeah, I remember that too because it was a very it was a really intense story and I think it was really emotional. Yeah, and I remember you had to go you had to go like take a swim afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as as you as you do when you tell an emotional story on the on the beach at the Mediterranean, you're like, "Yeah, now I just dive into the water." But it was so it was so uh beautiful. Yeah. And also an amazing story. And I was I was addicted to the to the I was already on that roller coaster with you. I was like, "How is this all going to turn out?" Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about how do you think about number five now at this at this juncture? Yeah. So I have like the perfect I the perfect little coda to it. And like we're not done with the number five story, which you were also involved in. There was something that happened that hasn't happened yet in the sequence. And I remember right. when it was happening, I called you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I don't I just feel like you've been like the person through who like. I think, like, other friends... I mean, Morgan is also someone I can tell, like, the story to. But, like, what I love about you is, like, I feel like you appreciate the story and appreciate the, like, kind of craziness or, like, imperfection of it, but that it is a story in my life or... And and vice versa. Like, it's, like, honor the experience, honor the story. Like, it... 
the how it has changed um, you as a person. Like, whereas I feel like a lot of times people will say like, oh, you got to get out of there. And I think it's like, I think what you always knew, at least in talking to me about number five, was just like, it just kind of has to be what it is. Like, you have to live out the end of the story. You have to like write your own like ending to it. If I'm just using way too many like story metaphors here. <laughs> but. Don't stop. Never stop. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's funny because I think you give the advice to other people that you really need to give to yourself. And I think I was, I was going through that big time. I, I was trying to end a story um, and that we haven't quite gotten to, I think, yeah. or whatever we're like in the middle of now in the, in the podcast, but it, it just, you know, as much as you can be frustrated with that, it goes on and on. It just, it just kind of does yeah. until it doesn't. How do you weird. think like the podcast has impacted your, um, cause like you were saying, you're in the first healthy relationship that you've had in a while. Like, do you think it's like help? Do you stop those patterns or? Yeah. I mean, I think that I just realized in telling these stories that I was looking for so much external validation from these men that I was having really casual sexual relationships, just purely sexual relationships with. And I, you know, I'm a sexual person and I love, you know, <laughs> whatever. I loved having all the sex and stuff. You know, it's not, it's not about that. I'm glad I, I'm glad I had all the sex I had. No regrets. And um, in a lot of periods of not having any sex at all. I guess what I'm just trying to say is that the promiscuity was cool and it added value to my life. But I think that, yeah, telling the stories again, um, I was just realizing how emotionally it was very draining for me. And when we started doing this podcast, I was in a totally very confused place about what I wanted and what I was looking for, I wasn't dating at all. I was kind of like on a on a man fast, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was really hurting. I think uh, weirdly, not weirdly, it's not weird to hurt. I was just really not happy with um, that part of my life and how it was going. And I had been, you know, ending these sort of situationships one by one. In a, in a pretty brutal way and trying to rid my life of them. And I think going back through them all um, and some that, you know, are long gone um, helped me realize my part in it, I guess. And uh, yeah. talking about it with you too, some of the stories, and I think in some even raw moments that we, you know, on the first round of recordings that we did, um, which thank God, <laughs> those never got out because I know. those were so intense sometimes. <laughs> so intense. Um, you were just like, but why didn't you say anything? You know, yeah. just so many times that just kept coming up. It was like, but why didn't you just say anything? And it's really, it's such a good question. And it's still really hard for me to say things. Um, but at least I, I kind of know that about myself. So I sort of mm. have been... Uh, pushing myself a little bit more to just, you know, open my goddamn mouth and let the words come out. <laughs> let the words come out. Well, we know you can do that. I mean, we, we know. 
<laughs> we know. Yeah. We know you can do that. <laughs> that's what everybody says. That's always the. That's always the feedback from my friends. But you talk so much. But, you know. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's. I definitely. I, I. I relate to that as well because it's like this whole. You know yourself at like you tell the story about yourself and you start to see yourself as a character. Mm-hmm. Like and so that allows for better like analysis of yeah. your own like patterns. Um yeah. And I, I wonder yeah, like I sometimes I wonder if I'm like like if I'm doing that enough, if I'm analyzing myself enough. Um, but I think part of I think the biggest thing that's happened for me is just in telling the story, it like loses its power over me. So yeah. I think like for a long time I was like in love with the idea of number five and yeah. like, you know, he like left as I think the last episode that had him in it, like he like leaves and then, you know, we just don't talk like I basically never see him again, you know, for right. a while and then you guys will hear what happened. But um, fast forwarding to like two years back um, when we were working on this episode. So he had reached out to me. I don't really remember what happened first, if we started on the podcast or if he had reached out to me. Um, it was kind of, yeah, it feels like it was like right at the same time, if I remember. Yeah, I think it was right at the same time. It was random because like I was going to where I'd, where I'd studied abroad um, when I had told him I wanted an open relationship because that's also in Spain. And I was like driving by car there. Um, right. And he had reached out to me when I was in the car. And... I was, it was, I think I was also listening to a song that he had, like, that I think he, he created this um, playlist that I think I mentioned in one of the episodes. It was like, I love you, Mariah. I would think I was listening to like one of the songs from there. I randomly, completely randomly. And yeah, he reached out to me like a couple days later and um, he was just like, Hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. And like, and then, and then I was like, yeah, so, like, what's up? Like, why are you reaching out? And he he had said something like, oh, just wanted to say hi. Like, don't read into it, you know? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> He's like, don't read oh, so God. much into it. And I was like, I really just, I really just stewed on that for a couple days. And I was like, how yeah. do I respond? What do I say? Like, because it was like, you just don't realize, like, how... I don't want to say instrumental, but like, I mean, he just was always like trying to like downplay, like, I think how I should be acting about him, you know? And it was just like, it was such like an emotional situation. I mean, you guys, you guys heard all the twists and turns, right? Like, it's just like, it was so emotionally wrought. And then, and then he like expected us to be like buddies, I guess. Um, Don't overthink it. But it's like, meanwhile, oh God, it's it's so, it's so annoying. Yeah, it's so it's so annoying, like on so many levels. And and I I thought about what to say to him for a while. And I finally texted him back. And I was like, you know what? I don't see you as a friend anymore. I think it's better for me if we don't talk. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't talked since. And it's been great. And uh, yeah, it's just (laughs) in like in us, like actually in walking through all these like stories of him, like. I don't know, it's. It's just been it's been cathartic to just kind of see like, okay, you don't have to perpetuate a story with somebody just because there's someone in your life. Like the story you still get the story. Like it's still part of your life. It still happened to your life. But like you can draw those like boundaries and just say this is not a cycle or pattern like I want to continue. Yeah. 
Definitely. And it's also kind of one of those things where you realize that you can actually cut someone out and be okay. Yeah. And nothing really changes. I mean, at that point in your life, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not one of those people who's like, you've got to cut out your exes or anything yeah. like that. I don't, I don't believe that at all. But I just think that for that particular, for the number five thing, you know, what were you hanging, like, what, what was keeping you from just saying that, you know, a text every two years that, you know, would just get your head spinning, like that you'd lose three days of your life over it, yeah. you know, thinking about it or something. It's like, that's not, I mean, it would be a different thing if, if God, who knows, you know, yeah. you had like a child together or whatever the fuck. I mean, you, yeah. know, you just actually had to interact or something. But it's just kind of, I had that too, you know, with, um, with number 13, just, you know, we would just keep talking and talking and talking. And I, I really did not want to ever stop talking to him. It felt yeah. like it was better to be in pain and still have some amount of contact mm-hmm. um, and let him, you know, keep keep hitting me up and stuff and, um, and responding to him. Then the pain of like really just saying goodbye. But what's weird is that once you do it, you know, it hurts in the moment, um, but it just, then it goes away. Yeah. Yeah. I Like I wrote this poem when um, number five and I broke up um, early days of our breakup. I think right around my drug overdose time that was like um, one day we'll meet again and be strangers. And yeah. it was like I was so afraid of just like not knowing him. Yeah. You know, like I just right. like I just didn't want to. But then it's like, you know, it it's like you do not know them anymore. And but like but yet the story like is yours to keep forever. And you get to like learn from that and you get to keep that going. And you'll always have a connection to that experience in your life, but you don't always have to be connected to that person. Yeah. Like they've served Definitely. their purpose kind of, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah, and it's so it's that's what's so weird about the pain of a breakup is that in the moment you think it's always going to hurt so badly, but what is hard to remember is that when it doesn't hurt anymore, it won't hurt anymore because it doesn't hurt anymore. It's so weird. It just feels like it's going to be impossible, and that losing that person would be the absolute worst thing that could happen to you. But once you've lost them, you're actually fine. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, say that to somebody who's like in the thick of it. It doesn't help anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's just so much that like processing that has to happen. Um, yeah. And I think like that's why just like I do think, you know, if people who are listening, like you have a good friend out there and you like want to have this experience that actually I feel like to me has felt, I don't want to say transformative, but it's felt extremely empowering to just be able to just sit you down just sit your ass down and just like blow by blow tell all of these stories like I don't know it's just felt really um yeah just empowering because yeah it's like it's my story to tell it doesn't matter like you know what my relationship is with these people or if I was in the wrong because half of them I was you know right like it's it's the messiness of life and it's fun to own that I guess yeah, it's surprisingly fun to own it. Very fun. 
<laughs> I mean, we'll see. I'm interested to see how we feel about or how it feels to tell those stories that are more recent. Uh, you yeah, know, once too. we catch up with ourselves, it, I think that'll be that'll be a whole different ball of wax, I'm sure. But these ones have been, yeah, a lot of them are just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> just hilarious I don't know and then yeah. I look back on like the photos of myself from high school and I'm like you're a baby you shouldn't be having sex what's I wrong with you? I know I know I know I know I'm like why did I uh, yeah it's it's so funny to think about it's like I wasn't even horny like before I started having sex does that make sense oh yeah same yeah like, <laughs> I was just like, this is what yeah. we do. Like, I wanted to have the experience. But yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. But I, I've said that too. That I, I think that I didn't really have a sexuality between before number one. Just didn't really know what that would be. Um, speaking know. of number one, do you want to yeah. talk about number one's coda? Or. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, it's funny because he got married recently and um yeah, I mean the thing the cool thing about number 1 is that, you know, weirdly somehow got out of that one relatively unscathed. I don't I mean I I credit him on, you know. Yeah. 95%. I mean, even though, you know, you know, I told some stories about how at the end I didn't, I wasn't super, you know, it it didn't, it wasn't like it wasn't painful then. It was incredibly painful, but weirdly just feels like I can see him, you know, out there and whatever. It's so long ago too. Um, and just be really happy for him. He was so sweet. He, (laughs) well, you know, he got engaged right before the pandemic. And I think I had COVID right at the beginning. I don't know. I was very ill. I saw the announcement. I wanted to reach out, but then I got very, very sick and didn't, uh, you know, didn't say anything to him for like a month or something. And then I kind of, uh, you know, circled back around and I reached out to him and I was like, yeah, I'm just really happy for you. Um, and I almost wanted to say like, you know, you're going to make great husband material because God, you know, if anyone knows, it's me. And he yeah. really, he really is. I mean, he's just such a good person. And he he was so sweet. He was just like, oh, you know, thanks. It's nice to have your blessing. Which Aww. I was like, oh, you don't need my blessing. I wish I hadn't said that. I was like, you don't need my blessing. But I kind of, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know how to think about it because at the time I was like, that's a weird thing to say. But then the more I think about it, it just seems really kind of sweet. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, if you do have the blessing of the people that you've been with, um, that's probably a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, I I think like on the flip side, it's like, well, there are some people who you do really need to like let go of, um, especially if it's just like this kind of unhealthy pattern where they say they say stuff to you like, don't overthink it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) no offense, number five, but um, no, but like I think so I've recently experienced this with like an ex that we'll talk to in many, 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 many episodes um, who was it had a really rough breakup with basically in the last within the last two years it wasn't like a rough breakup but it was like there were some hard parts 
And like we've, I think as, you know, time has gone on, like we've just, I don't know. I like, it's like, he's, I just really consider him like a friend and, you know, more than anything, when you have a relationship with somebody, like it's just this deep friendship that also has like sexual connotations and like love, you know, like I have such love for my, my friends and these people were just another friend a lot of times. Yeah. Um, You hung out with all the time. Yeah, you hung out with all the time. They know you better than anyone. And, like, it's really beautiful to to be able to, like, occasionally, like, reach out and, and just have them be, like, like, I know who you are and I, like, honor you and I want the best for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's awesome. And then I'm in this, having- in this uh, ex's case, like, then he'll always – he'll be, like, I don't know. He's like, he'll jokingly be, like, oh, yeah, and send nudes. And I'm, like, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> he does i know i'm like uh as i as i say it <laughs> no i know but then i always like roll my eyes at him so yeah right right well, so who knows maybe i'm your guys's thing <laughs> yes, that works maybe it's you. not quite it quite how i think but i like to think it is so <laughs> this is such a mariah moment where you're like yeah we're totally we're on the friends. same page we're and it's friends. totally we're friends and yeah he's over me i'm over him <laughs> He fine. really always asks me to like come and sleep with him, but that doesn't mean that you know he's not over it. We're just totally. <laughs> I did on the tell same Ryan. Level. I was like, oh yeah, if we were to ever you know have a wedding or something, I would totally invite this person. And Ryan's like, the hell you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan is correct. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm having kind of a. I think since number one's gotten married, we sort of not sort of we've stopped speaking and I don't know if that's like because I you know we didn't ever talk a lot or anything but you know maybe that's just what he needs to do and I I just I definitely want to respect it but I also um you know he because it was a pandemic wedding and he um you know he broadcast it and I I watched it during um I attended yeah I I attended the e-wedding I that's uh, crazy. I mean, it was Such crazy, a and I, I know it was, and it, it was weird, and I didn't know if it was like it's such a weird thing to do. I'm sure. I mean, I was like with my friends. We were having band practice, and it was like on in the background, kind of. <laughs> um, so I was just like, I just want to see, you know. I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm sure I wouldn't have been invited to the a uh, real. Oh, wedding. Really? I mean, you know, well, it's just because we're not that close. And yeah. I, I mean, that'd I be also kind of, kind of, it's like, yeah, all, I mean, all I just, of his friends and then like, and all of her friends and then like his ex girlfriend from like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just wouldn't make any sense. So yeah, I would not have expected an invitation at all. But um, yeah, but the, he just ended up making this group on Facebook with like everyone from high school and he just dropped the link, you know? And so, anyways, I was like, okay. And it was weird to see. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think this goes back to what you were saying before about how, like, for me, it's it's kind of all about the story. I mean, at, yeah. at a certain point, like, I, I'm I'm not watching it to be weird. I'm just watching it because it's like that that makes for a better story that I got to see the e wedding, you know. But yeah, um, it was weird to see his parents and um. Mm. You know, just because they're uh, ten year or you know they're eight years older, and um, 
I don't know. That part was a bit, that was honestly the only like, kind of sad thing about yeah. why, I mean, him getting married is not sad at all. I'm, it's, it, you know, for me, I think it's great. But I, it was weird to see his parents and his, um, just his family just be like, oh yeah, those people really watched me grow up and we just don't speak anymore. That one kind yeah. of gives me pause. But I also I don't want to be like, hey, you know, he's married. And I, I feel it. like that's, I mean, it, it definitely seemed really weird to hit them up too soon after the wedding. And now I'm just like, is it too late now? I don't yeah. know. Don't, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so weird. It's like you just you really just open your heart to like people and then they're people too. Like as in like T-H-E-I-R, like, you know, a person and their people become your people. And then when you break yeah. up, it's just like, you know, and it's yeah, I don't know. It's It's definitely hard to keep up with it. But I think like going back to kind of this the whole story aspect of it it's like they're still really important to you in your story and you know maybe you can't have you can't have the same relationship with them but like you can still honor your relationship and what they meant to you through telling the story and like yeah. you know they live again through the podcast olivia they live oh do, do they ever <laughs> you know, poor, poor people <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think that's what i was like trying to say earlier when i was talking about it because it's like I think when I called you, I was like seeing number five again for the first time in five years. But it was like one of those things where it's like, I really don't have to do this to myself. And I think a lot of people would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? But I think you were like, no, this makes perfect sense. It's just, <laughs> it is, it's part of the story. Just fucking, it'll, it'll hurt a lot for a while and then it won't hurt as much after that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. thank you. Because I just felt like I had to. Like, I felt like I had, I really needed closure, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you feel like you got it? Um. Well, that's a story for another time, Olivia. Right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I'm going to, yeah. Jump yeah. in the gun. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, but yeah, I, I think, I think like one thing I would say about both of us is that um, it seems like in our, in our lives, we don't like run away from those sticky situations that much like we were always like down to kind of be present see what happens and then like I mean probably partly because of the fact that we're both writers we were like this will make a good novel someday absolutely yeah 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 and uh it does I think I think it, it can potentially I think and it definitely makes for a great podcast <laughs> I, yeah, I would hope. I would hope so. I mean, I I I feel like We're I feel like it does. We like it. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I think what I'm trying to say with all of this is, I'm personally just grateful to have had the chance to do this and to feel like. I mean, a, a lot of that is like through you, Olivia, um, my dear sweet friend um, and podcast Aww. wife. Um, and I really hope other people like also feel empowered to be able to tell their honest stories and all the messiness yeah. that's happened in their life. And like just to like own it, forgive yourself, recognize patterns. Wasn't Absolutely. expecting this episode to be so preachy, but um, <laughs> I know. What can I know. you do? No. What, what can you, can you do? What can you do? It's it's so true. Yeah, I, I I second that, and I feel yeah lucky that we've gotten to do this. Absolutely, and that we've been over there 
on the other side. Not let you know. It's it's so good to have have the other person to listen, have the other person to edit, have the other person to yeah. <laughs> just be like, no, we've put in this much time. Yeah. We should probably keep going. <laughs> I, I love never having to make all of the decisions. Like it's like you always get to like bounce your idea off of the other person and see what they think and yeah. then like they make it better and then yeah um what was I gonna say I have one more thing before um the closing that I wanted to um ask about and then I totally forgot it it's classic um no worries <laughs> looking at my list oh yeah oh one thing I wanted to say was um we haven't actually talked about this ahead of time, so stop me if you disagree, and I'll obviously edit this end part. But um, I would personally love to hear from all of you guys on social media or sending in a voicemail, like whatever is easiest. Just like let us know, like if you know you've if you've had the experience of telling your story of p- some of the people and important people in your lives to a friend, and like how that experience has impacted your current approach to relationships oh yeah I love that that'd be great just off the cuff just threw that out there (laughs) yeah (laughs) way to engage (laughs) way to engage (laughs) Uh, and also it would be really cool to hear yeah from people yeah totally totally the other thing I was gonna say was I was gonna ask people if they want to send in their Q&A's but um are we should we do that no Sure. Why okay. not? Also, at some point, we're going to be doing this Q&A episode we've talked about a few times. Um, so we're back to gathering questions. If you have any questions for Olivia and I, if you need advice on anything or if you just you're just curious about our lives, um, feel free to shoot them over. Shoot them on over. Yeah. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> oh my gosh thanks so much for listening yeah thank you for listening Mariah and everybody else (laughs) baby if you want me come and get me I swear I'll make it easy on my eyes is what you are Thanks for listening to What's Your Number? This episode was produced by Moshe and O.H. Greenwood. Our theme music is by No Fancy. Learn more about the podcast at our website, whatsyournumberpod.com. Follow us on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. If you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades.